Hey guys, welcome to CFB Whip Around. Thank you so much for coming to check out our podcast. If you're not already following our social media, go to Instagram or Twitter. Go ahead and give us a follow at CFB underscore Whip Around. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode, and let's get straight to it. Episode 10 of College Football Whip Around with Austin Wales and Tyler Presavento. Tyler, let's get straight into this last weekend's games. There were some definitely some close ones, but there are also some games that were some blowouts. So let's get straight to the one of the top games this last weekend. Kyle Trask has been on fire the last two or three weeks now. Kyle Trask and the Gators played Arkansas this last weekend. They won 63 to 35. Kyle Trask, 23 for 30, 356 yards and six touchdowns. Man. Yeah, that was impressive. He lit it up. This Gators um, but, team, this Gators team might give Alabama a run for their money here. Dude, that's what I was thinking. I think the Florida Gators are finally causing some problems in the SEC. I mean, that one loss at the beginning of the season to AM really is starting to hurt way, way more than I thought. Um, I kind of gave up on Florida, not going to lie, earlier this season. But, yeah, Kyle Trask is really putting his name up there and just kind of carrying the Gators to the promised land that I did not think that they were going to meet this year. Absolutely. This Gators team has to be one of the most explosive offenses in college football right now with with Tommy at receiver, obviously Kyle Pitts is now, he was out this last weekend because of a concussion that he suffered in the Georgia game. However, this this Florida team is going to cause some problems later down the road. Florida yeah, I, will end, Go ahead. Sorry, I, I hate to say it, but real quick, I hate to say it, that, but the fact that Pitts was out kind of was good that we, you know, we got to see explosion from other sides of the offense. Um, for the Gators that we hadn't seen just because Pitts is really dominant. Um, so that was, yeah, I think that they'll be able to roll six touchdowns for Trask is impressive. Absolutely. I mean, and when you're looking at their schedule for the rest of the season, they're playing Vanderbilt, Kentucky, Tennessee, and LSU. So again, another one, another one of those schedules that's not that much of a challenging schedule. And I think that will definitely give Florida a good, time to really continue to progress and get ready for Alabama in the SEC championship. Another big game this last weekend, Miami played Virginia Tech, and this one was a lot closer than you would have thought. Miami actually ended up winning 25 to 24. Derek King, 24 for 30, for 38, 255 yards and one touchdown. But man, this Miami team, again, they... They like they like waiting until the last couple minutes of the game to pull something out. <laughs> yeah, that's to say the least. It definitely made it way interesting at the end. There's a one point victory to pull it away, um, but I I I still I still thought that they yeah it's all about how you finish and the way Miami finished was with a dub. 
they, you know, they got, they pulled all the pieces together and Derek King looked really poised just to finish the game. And that's like, that's really promising for the rest of their season. Man, another team that was really poised this weekend, Indiana, Indiana played Michigan state this weekend and they won 24 to zero, man, Michigan state after that win over Michigan three weeks ago, they just have not been looking great. However, Indiana, Michael Penix Jr. continues to be hot through the season. It was 25 for 38, 320 yards and two TDs. And man, this Indiana team has has some real momentum going into this next weekend's game against Ohio State. Yeah, that's to say the least. Phoenix Jr. is a complete stud. Right now they're 4-0 undefeated. He's just slinging touchdowns all all over the field and he's found his like favorite target. That's like really really like necessary for a quarterback to succeed. Um, and he's found wide receiver Ty Freifogel, who had 200 yards, 11 receptions, and two touchdowns to carry the Hoosiers over Michigan State. And, I mean, are we looking at an upset this upcoming weekend? We totally could be. It, we totally could be. And, and you think about this, too. If Indiana beats Ohio State and Northwestern beats Wisconsin, now that kind of shakes up the Big Ten there a little bit. There are chances to be able to make the college football playoff because – Currently, Northwestern and Indiana have a 3% and a 2% chance to reach the playoff. And Ohio State currently has a 88% chance. And Wisconsin has an 80% chance, or a 60% chance, I should say. So that is definitely something to watch. Do you want to talk about this conference a little bit and just see how, like, talk about how flipped it is on how you're talking about Northwestern and Wisconsin at the top? And teams like Nebraska and Minnesota are just eating it at the bottom. Well, I mean, I Penn think State the, doesn't have a win yet. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I think that one of the things is that's so crazy is I didn't really expect Indiana to be that good. I don't think anyone ever did. No. However, the thing that you did say was you were saying how Nebraska was at the bottom. And to be completely honest, Nebraska had the heart, one of the hardest schedules in the nation and definitely the hardest schedule in the Big Ten. So kind of not shocked about that one. However, uh, it's pretty, um, it's pretty amazing to see just how tight this race is for the big 10 right now. Yeah. I mean, when you talk about the big 10 East, the top three teams are Indiana, Ohio state and Maryland, Maryland, some crazy football all the way around. Yeah. Tug of Ilo is the quarterback now, just two and one right now. Yeah. The the big 10 is pretty interesting, man. That's crazy. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting this next weekend to see how these games kind of shake out. So another game that, first of all, we are so excited to have the Pac-12 back, but uh, a game that was played this weekend, Oregon versus Washington State. Tyler Show was absolutely on fire. 21 for 30, 312 yards, four touchdowns, and one interception. And this was a very good game for show as he continues to lead this ducks team who are currently ranked 11th in the nation. And to be completely honest, Washington state really kept this game close. Yeah, they did. They were leading all the way up until the fourth quarter and show just led the ducks come back. He had, they had 22 points in the fourth quarter while not putting up more than seven points in all three previous three previous quarters. Um, So yeah, just the development of his, is just demeanor and growth on the field is going to, you know, lead this Ducks team pretty far through the Pac-12 for the rest of the season. Yeah, and another thing, too, is this Pac-12 
conference has some stud young quarterbacks. When you look at the when you look at the roster for all the different Pac-12 quarterbacks, you have Kadon Slovis from USC, you have Grant Gannell from Arizona, you have Tyler Show from Oregon, you have Dylan Morris from Washington, you have Delora from Washington State. This Pac-12 is going to be really fun Colorado to watch the next couple actually, years. I forget the name of the Colorado quarterback, but he's actually ranked number one in pro football's focus out of the Pac-12. Yeah, it's just another testament to this Pac-12. Their skill level, quarterback-wise, is going to be really high the next couple of years. And it's going to be a really fun conference to watch, for sure. Okay, another game that was huge this weekend was Arizona and USC. Arizona came into this game at 11 points under, and they they covered the spread. USC ended up winning 34-30. to 30. However, this game was much closer than the score truly shows. Now, is that an, a testament to is un, is Arizona a little underranked in the Pac-12, or did USC underperform? I think it was a little bit of both, to be completely honest. When I'm looking yeah, at this, when I, I was, when I was watching this game, Grant Gannell, after his first interception, he found a rhythm. However, the second half wasn't a, a, as great of a half that than his first half, but I think that it's a great thing to see for a young quarterback and Gunnell that he is progressing throughout the game and he was taking what what USC's defense was giving him however again USC comes comes up clutch in the end and they they they're able to win this game 34 to 30 so yeah I mean I did think that the Arizona defense is like is way better than what projected they gave Slovis problems all game and yeah if Grant Gunnell didn't start that game off with an interception who knows like how much rhythm he would have carried in the first quarter but that brings up USC bring up their momentum their next game is against Utah who have had all their games canceled due to COVID will we see USC play this weekend or is it going to be another COVID cancellation I think I saw something earlier today from coach Kyle Whittingham from Utah that almost all of his scholarship players are are back now so that will definitely be good for the Utes however Again, they haven't practiced here in within the last week, week and a half for some of these scholars for some of these scholarship players. So it'll definitely be a very interesting game to watch because if USC can get on the throttle throttle early, man, this is gonna that's gonna be an absolute blowout. However, if US if if Utah is able to make some stops early and give Slovis some pressure in, in the pocket then I think that Utah might have a good chance because Slovis last week when he had pressure from, from Arizona, he, he was rattled. He was rattled for sure. So it'll definitely be a good one to watch this next weekend. Okay. Let's also talk about one team that has been on fire all season long. One of the only eight, no teams left in the nation right now, Liberty Liberty played, Western Carolina this weekend and they won 58 to 14. However, one player I want to talk about Malik Willis in this game, Malik Willis, 14 for 19, 306 yards passing three touchdowns, 
eight carries for 97 yards and two TDs. It's it's amazing to see some of these group of five quarterbacks absolutely playing lights out. I didn't I didn't watch these games. I don't have much to talk about. <laughs> you can just go off, dude. It's all good. No, I mean, I, I just think that it's pretty impressive to see some of these group of five quarterbacks continue to play as well as they have they have this year. But I mean, the dude played lights out this weekend. So gotta give him props. But another quarterback that I've been high on all year long, Sam Howell. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Man, Sam Howell played such an amazing game this weekend. So, Sam Howell and the Tar Heels played Wake Forest. This game was much closer than anybody was expecting. However, UNC pulls it out. They won 59-53. to At the half, Wake Forest was up 28-24. to And... You could tell that this game was going to be a shootout, and that's exactly what it was. Sam Howell, 32 for 45, 550 yards passing, six TDs and one interception. And, man, Sam Howell continues to get better and better every single week. Yeah, absolutely. For a quarterback that was down most of this game, he entered the fourth quarter, you know, with that killer mentality, put up over 500 yards. 550 is so impressive for college quarterback. Six touchdowns. He's just, it's almost like he's stat padding, but he needs that to win. You know, they just barely pulled it out, um, winning by six points. So, yeah, he's definitely the future for North Carolina. They've got, a, got a, a bright future ahead of them. Man, I think that it might be willing, it might be a good thing to say that he's going to be better than Mitch, Mitch Trubisky. Oh, 100%. 100%. One game that I wanted to throw in there was the Wisconsin Badgers destroyed the Michigan Wolverines 49-11. to Graham Mertz is back for Wisconsin. It's proved that with Michigan is garbage with Harbaugh. They were up 28-0 to at halftime. I don't know why Harbaugh's still there. The Badgers rolled right through with Michigan and is just stomping on their 2020 season. Do you got any input on that? Man, when I was watching this game, 28-0 at halftime, and Joe Milton looked absolutely lost on like on the first two drives of the game he threw two picks in the first two drives of the game and that was just the game that Michigan played again I think that Michigan is still a very high program however with Jim Harbaugh right now things are not looking good the seat's getting pretty hot for Jim Harbaugh right now and man I don't think that it's I don't think it'll be much longer until he's out of there true I truly don't even know how he's how he's going to finish that season but that is that um, to end our show, we have our special guest, Alec White. He works as the digital sports producer and reporter for the Arizona Daily Star, which happens to be Tucson's main source for local news. And he does a great job covering Arizona athletics and high school sports. Alec, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here, man. Yeah, what's up, guys? Thanks for thanks for having me. I'm excited to be on. I know you guys have been doing this podcast for uh, since college football season started and I'm excited to to see it grow. So happy to happy to be on and, and talk some some football and some U of A stuff with you guys today. Absolutely. So let's get straight into it. So one of the first things I want to talk to you about, Alec. Obviously, you you're covering college football this season as well for the Daily Star. And one of the things that I want to ask you, when you're looking at all of these games that were canceled this last weekend for the SEC, for the Pac-12, for some other conferences as well. 
Do you think that the college football playoff committee will make a decision to tr- maybe move the college football playoff back uh, and kind of give some reasoning why or why not? At this point, I, I don't see them, them moving it back. And one of the reasons why is the, you know, big elephant in the room, it, it's money, but you've got the college football playoff, the bowl of six or group of six bowls on new year's day and new year's eve that around that time and the way the scheduling works and you know espn with the tv rights deals uh, they they pay a lot to have those games on in those windows uh when a lot of people are going to be inside with their families a lot of people are going to be watching these games they've espn and the college football has studied uh when when to have these games on tv so the current state of college football isn't great right now with all these cancellations it's it's tough to see we had what 14 or 15 games canceled in the last weekend alone and yeah i think tyler i think tyler you said that there was about 65 games canceled within the last yeah i think it's up to 70 now oh that's right because of this weekend's games but still yeah that's just it's just awful but at the same time you're right like money is a huge thing another thing i want to kind of ask you about alec is when you're looking at the Pac-12 specifically, what has been one team that has kind of surprised you out of the teams that have played more than others? And what has been one team that's kind of disappointed you in a way as well? And and Tyler, you can answer this as well. I mean, we've got a small, very small sample size, but I think a team that, that surprised me has been Colorado, their their opening win against UCLA was was very eye opening, and then they go on the road and uh, the the game against Stanford they played really well again. So I you know Colorado, nobody saw this coming. First year head coach, uh, they're replacing you know their quarterback Lavisca Chenault is gone, their star wide receiver. So when you look at Colorado, this was a team that was supposed to be the the, the bottom feeder in the Pac twelve. Uh, this season and uh, they're two and oh they beat stanford they tied for first in the pack of south tied for first so you look at them and arizona's going to play them in a couple weeks here in tucson and we circled that game as oh arizona's going to be able to beat colorado that's going to be a win you can't say that anymore uh they're two and oh so uh, they're a, a good surprise. And then for me, somebody that's a team that's been disappointing, USC. I mean, they're 2-0, and but are you really are you really confident that this is a, a good USC they, team? They won, they, both, they won both their last two games in the last two minutes of the game. Right. They've scored so. more touchdowns in the last two minutes of each of their last two games than they did in, you know, the previous six, seven quarters, you know, whatever it is. So... USC is a team that if they're going to make noise in the Pac-12, if they're going to be thought of as a potential college football playoff sleeper team, they're going to need convincing wins. And they didn't have convincing wins in either of the games against Arizona State or Arizona. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think Colorado is a great, a great. they're definitely eye-opening. But one thing that I do think is crazy is how, honestly, how good Oregon has been able to execute at the end. Um, they're always really highly recruited. Um, but I think Tyler another Shaw's thing really... too about Oregon, they were down four or five tight ends in this game. They had a former defensive end flipped tight end playing tight end for Oregon this weekend. So again, yeah, you're completely right in the in the depth. Yeah, I think they're going to go really far, and they're going to 
I think they'll end. They'll probably end up undefeated at the end of this Pac-12 season. But Alec, do you you want to give uh, who you think there is going to be in that championship game? If there even will be one, I don't know how they're going to figure that out. I'll still go Oregon USC. I think they they will have that championship game on what the December nineteenth is is when it's plugged in to be. But I'll go Oregon USC, and I don't know if USC will still be undefeated. I think Oregon, uh, like you said, Tyler, they've got they've got the pieces. CJ Verdell uh, looks really good. Uh, Tyler Shuck looks good as well. So, I uh, the Ducks they're gonna need if they want to be a college football contender because I think they're they're in the top 12 right now and in, in uh, they can sneak up and, and potentially if things fall their way be in that conversation but they're going to need to start blowing some teams out uh, they didn't they didn't put away Washington State until the final few minutes of that game where Washington State got within one touchdown and then Oregon came back down and scored really quick at the end to, to distance themselves to to make the score you know, appear more convincing than it was. But for the majority of that game, the Cougars hung around. So Oregon's going to need to start blowing people out, but uh, I'll still stick with the the favorites. I don't really see a team that's going to knock USC or, or Oregon off that pedestal. Yeah, when you're looking at this Pac-12 conference, you're completely right in the fact that there's going to be some, it's definitely going to be a challenge for, the Pac-12 would be able to have a team in the college football playoff. However, if the things shake out right and you see some of these teams in the SEC and the Big Ten starting to lose consecutively, I think that you could see Oregon jumping, maybe some teams. So you look at this next weekend, Ohio State plays Indiana. If Indi- if, if Ohio State wins, that kind of that's going to drop Indiana a little bit. That's going to let Oregon jump them. And then you also look at some other games I think a big one's gonna be Florida State Clemson. I like there's a huge chance that Florida State could knock off Trevor Lawrence. He hasn't been in rhythm. He hasn't played for the last three weekends. No, 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 no. Let's 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 slow I down on that, that time. Yeah, I think that that's a little bit of a stretch because I think that we still forget how much of a playmaker and truly an MVP caliber quarterback Lawrence is. And I mean, he's but, dropping in the stand in the Heisman standings. And he's he, dropping he, in the standings because he hasn't played the last three weeks. That's that, that the argument is not valid. No, Mac Jones is going up and he didn't play last weekend either. It's because Mac Jones is actually throwing consecutive. He's throwing four, four touchdowns a game right now. Trevor Lawrence hasn't played in the last three weeks. You think Florida, he's gonna State, put up? Florida State's two and six. Come on. Oh, I know. And they're figuring out. Oh, I'm not saying I'm not raving about Florida State by any means, but it's 2020 and we keep seeing some crazy stuff. And I just I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if Clemson, you know, snags another loss and then it's wide open for another team to take that that, you know, that spot in the CFB playoff. So let's talk about that. If we're looking towards the end of the season here, Alec, who are your four teams that you're going to see in the college football playoff? So I'll, I'll go ahead and, and run through. We'll go Alabama. I think they're, unless they get snagged in the, before the SEC championship game and then in the SEC championship game, I think they're in. So they would need two losses to be, to be done, and I don't see that happening. I'll go Clemson. I think Clemson's going to win out and beat Notre Dame in the rematch. I think Ohio State, I still, until Ohio State, shows a weakness i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna put them in it's only three games indiana is gonna be their their toughest test they might 
play Wisconsin in that Big Ten title game. Wisconsin looks really good early on. Uh, they ran all over Michigan last Saturday. So I'll go those three. And then the fourth one's a toss-up because you can you can say Notre Dame. You you know, if Florida happens to to beat Alabama in the SEC championship game, you might get a one loss Bama team and a one loss Florida. Texas A&M, if things fall their way, could somehow sneak in because they've got the win against Florida. Uh, that looks really good. Uh, but if I'm just picking four teams, I would say Bama, Clemson, Ohio State, and, and Notre Dame because I think Notre Dame will eventually get that that fourth spot even with the loss just because they they did get the, the Clemson win. Right. No, I think that that's some definitely – those are some definitely good picks. However, I just – don't see how Notre Dame can truly be in the playoff because I think that here's here's a bold pick. Notre North Carolina is going to upset Notre Dame this weekend. Sam Howell, Sam Howell has been so good this year, and he's going to do it again. Huh. All right, that's, that's what's going to I mean, happen. We got we got to root for the upset, so I'm with it. Absolutely, absolutely. So number one, Alabama a Friday game too. That's right. That's right. From this Friday at North at North Carolina. So it'll be actually, yeah, one thirty-two. It's an early game on on a Friday. But um, so number one, I have Alabama. Number two, I'm gonna agree with you. I'm gonna say that Clemson will get in as well. They'll beat Notre Dame in the ACC championship game. Number three is gonna be Ohio State. Justin Fields continues to look the Heisman candidate that he is 86% completion percentage right now. And the receiving core that he has at Ohio state is up there with Alabama for sure. Number four, I'm going to go with Florida. I'm going to agree with you. I think that Florida is going to, I think Florida is going to beat Alabama in the sec championship game. And I don't think that Texas A&M is going to truly have enough to prove to the committee that they are good enough to be able to be in the playoff. Because when you look at Florida's schedule, Florida has – they beat Georgia earlier this season, 44-28. to 28, And you also look at that SEC championship game. That'll be big as well for them. And I think that those two big wins for them will put them ahead of Texas A&M because Texas A&M, remember, they're in the same division – as Alabama in the in the east and the west so you know I think that's why Florida will be the fourth team to make the playoff I like all those predictions I think Alabama is going to definitely be number one and it's I'm going to be wishful thinking and root against a lot of the top dogs and I think Notre Dame will eventually fall out as you know there's more film that's going to be put out on them I think Ohio State will win out and unless unless Phoenix Jr. and the Hoosiers can pull out a win but probably unlikely against Justin Fields. He's just absolutely killing it this year. And like you said, that wide receiver core. So they're going to take two. And then Clemson, you know, if they win out, they win, they beat Notre Dame in the ACC championship, then they'll take three. And I really think it's just the season is set up for the Texas A&M Aggies to take that four spot. Like you said, they're under Alabama. They won't get, they won't play in the SEC championship. So once Bama rolls over Florida in that championship game, that fourth spot's going to be wide, nice and open for the Aggies. Man, ah, uh, that's rolls over them. You're, you're, Man, you've got you're, a lot of wishful thinking today, Tyler. Uh, I, I like where your head's at. There's a lot of a lot of spirit coming out of your your voice today. <laughs> you but... gotta have something to root for, you know. I'm, I'll probably be completely wrong. 
All right, guys, the last thing I want to talk about, Heisman candidate. When you're looking at this race right now, this is a very tight race. So Mac Jones is currently number one. Justin Fields is number two. Trevor Lawrence, number three. And Kyle Trask, even though he had a huge weekend this last weekend, is still ranked number four. So when you guys are looking at the top four candidates right now, do you agree with the rankings for them? And if not, who do you think is your leader right now out, out of those four? I, I think as Ohio State plays more games, Justin Fields will, will lead that pack eventually. I think he just does so many things well within that offense. He's dynamic throwing the football. He's extremely accurate. 11 touchdowns, zero picks through the first three games. Uh, the problem will just be whether or not Ohio State can get through the season you know, big tw uh, cases, COVID cases in the Big Ten area are, are spiking. Ohio State hasn't had to deal with them on their team as far as we know, but they had their game uh, this past week against Maryland get canceled. That wiped out a game, and it doesn't look like that game will be replayed or, or made up, so it could be a, a lost game for for the, the Buckeyes. So they're going to need – if Fields is going to win the Heisman, he's got to play as many games as possible because – You've got Mac Jones and, and Trevor Lawrence that that played starting in September. So, uh, but I eventually think Fields' is, is talent will will rise above, and I see him taking home the hardware. Yeah, he's definitely definitely could. I I think um, honestly for the same reasons why Mac Jones will take it home because he has an elite receiving core, um, and we've we've seen him kind of his his piece, you know, his masterpiece has been kind of. You know, at the beginning, of ACC was the only one, but they've kind of been the SEC has been the conference that everyone's really had their eyes on. And I think once the SEC finishes, then the overall majority of college football fans will kind of fade away. Um, and that's why that's why I really think Mac Jones is like going to is like the heart and spirit of college football. And we'll see how far Alabama, you know, they're both probably going to be undefeated. And that's where I think Mac Jones is going to end up with more touchdowns. His interception ratio to, to touchdown ratio is not going to be as good as Justin Fields. Like you brought up the point that he's Justin Fields is perfect right now. But I think, yeah, with the longevity of the season, the hard will will end up in Jones's hands. Guys, those are some great picks. However, they're wrong. Kyle Trask is going to win the Heisman this year. This is why. Kyle Trask is 28-3 and three touchdown to interception ratio. The, all the dude does is throw touchdowns. He is the one of the most prolific passers in the game right now. And with the weapons that he has, he has arguably the best, the best tight end in the game right now in Kyle Pitts. Hopefully Kyle Pitts will be back this next week. He also has Tony on the year. Tony has 396 yards receiving and six touchdowns. Pitts has eight. And when I'm looking at this Florida team, Trask gets it done. And that is why he is going to lead the Gators to the SEC championship and ultimately to college football playoff. Who, buddy? Bold predictions, huh? Hey, we're full of that here on CFB. <laughs> I like All right, it. guys, that is going to do it for today's podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Alec, thank you so much for joining us today. And, man, have a great week, guys.